morning, or good afternoon actually, it's 12 o'clock thereabouts. Had some problems this morning that had to be solved. Uh, surprise to me, I didn't realize I was gonna have problems. Uh, is this coming in okay? Uh, I'm kinda on a hill again like I was yesterday, and I've got a lot of wind today, and so the wind's in my face, so the noise is gonna come off the uh, uh, highway here, 28th and Arapahoe, and uh, by Safeway. And uh, uh, so this is the kind of the best I can do. I cannot be in the sun because it's about 80 degrees here in the fall. It's kind of weird, but uh, that's what it is. Uh, normally it's snowing this time of year, but it's 80 degrees. Uh, crazy weather, right? But uh, so the wind's in my face, uh, so I won't be able to lift the banner because it is very, very windy. And uh, uh, I've got everything. My hat cinched down. I got my uh, Tripod cinched down, everything is uh, locked down, ready to uh, truck along here. So uh, I want to advertise this real quick before we get started. So this is the true study that we're doing. We're doing a uh, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., a live broadcast, live stream type of class. Uh, Boulder time, that's mountain time, and uh, 7 o'clock. And then it is recorded, uh, probably got about four to six people who come during the live session because most people work during the mornings. And then another, uh, oh, about 15 or so that come after the uh, class has ended, running about 20 people. And uh, we're getting about 100 and some odd people coming to the class on a 28-day period. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, those are all unique individuals checking us out. And, uh, uh, but this is, uh, can be purchased at the, thebookpatch.com and you go to that, to that website, it's a horrible picture there, ignore the picture, go up the top, it says bookstore off to the right, click on bookstore, because uh, I'm in that bookstore, and then uh, it'll come up with a search bar, you just type in GEC True Study, and it'll come up with book one and book two. Uh, I've not finished book three, I am working on it, but have not finished it yet. Uh, it'll be done here uh, before the end of the month for sure, absolutely. And. Uh, uh, it's $9.27, and it's kind of like a log book. It has instructions in the beginning of the book, has instructions in the beginning, and then it comes into like a log book format, and uh, it logs your uh, time in the Word of God. It logs your relationship with the Lord. It logs your work uh, out in the field. Uh, it's really kind of interesting in the class, the idea with the class, it's not a Bible study. So don't come here thinking and expecting a Bible study. It is more of an orientation class and a class to exhort you to do something, to be a laborer for the Lord, to be a real minister. We're all called to be ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ if you're saved, okay? Uh, we're not called to sit in a church building only on Sundays and do nothing for the Lord all our life. That is not our calling. Amen? Uh, that's why so many Christians fall away after a while because uh, there is no value in just sitting in church all the time unless you go to a really exciting church and those exciting churches can uh, kind of keep people uh, coming back. Uh, you know, I, I was one of them going to a certain type of church that brought everybody back because uh, they didn't train us to go out into the field, they just trained us to come back to church. And so we came back by the thousands, all right? And uh, those thousands and thousands and thousands of people uh, gave our paycheck basically to the church. <laughs> Not really, but we gave money and they grew, right? Not important what church it was, 
I spent 27 years at that church, but the Lord brought me out of that church. Anyways, so that's what this book is all about. This is kind of like a commercial, so we'll end that commercial. And what am I going to do with this? Hang on a second. I'm going to put it over here. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm outside. <laughs> and uh, So let's start in prayer. So Lord, I thank you that we can come outside. Uh, we can lift a banner. Can't really lift it right now, but uh, uh, we can lift this banner for sure, and my shirt, and I'll be out there by the cones, Lord, and I'll be protected by the armor of God and by the uh, blood of the Lamb of God and by the uh, the Lordship of Jesus Christ and by the armor of light. I'll be protected. Plus, I have warriors around me. I have angels around me, very protected. And uh, so I thank you, Lord. I'm very confident in that protection that you provide to us. And it's based on your word, even based on Psalm 91. And uh, we just dedicate this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, so uh, let's get, jump into this. Uh, sorry about the audio. I'm trying to stand kind of close to the microphone. Uh, it's Like I said, it's pretty windy out here. But uh, that's okay. The wind is keeping me cool because <laughs> it's pretty warm walking over here. I was sweating up the storm. It's about a 20-minute walk from my house to here. So uh, Tuesday is where we are. We're in the Sunday prayer letter called uh, Giving Them Much Exhortation. Giving Them Much Exhortation. That's where I'll be and just after I finish this video, I'll buy those corns. Those are my orange cones out there. And I'll unroll this and I'll put my pad out there to stand on. And uh, then I'll kind of roll the banner up a little bit and just set it over there so people know that I've got my banner and I'll lift my Bible because there's no way I can lift the banner. Uh, it'll, it'll just, it, it's just no way. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it's all right. And uh, so uh, giving them much exhortation, that's in Acts chapter 20. Uh, we're in the season or the theme called Signs, Wonders, Miracles, Praise, Worship. And our letter has seven parts, one part for each day of the week. We preach seven days a week. Our church does. I preach six. And uh, this is part three on Tuesday, Acts 20, verse 13 through 16. Acts 13. All right, let me turn to that if I can in the wind here. Damn. Yeah, great. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hope you're doing well today. I had all kinds of problems this morning, man. I tell you what, I had challenges like you wouldn't believe. But uh, we got them all solved in a very honorable way. I'm excited about that. Uh, it kind of uh, taught me something that um, a lot of people, well, let me kind of talk about this for a second. It kind of goes along with our scriptures for today. And that is the reason I can solve, there was a very major problem, probably one of the biggest problems I've had in probably two years. Oh my, hope this doesn't blow over. And um, it was very costly and very, very, uh, uh, very, uh, very difficult. <laughs> and I wasn't sure I was going to be able to solve it. But what I want to bring up is because of my experience, not my knowledge, but my experience, I was able to determine the outcome of the problem without knowing the outcome of the problem. All I had to do was just kind of work through different situations knowing the outcome. And I knew the outcome that I would solve the problem successfully in my favor, you know, God's favor, my favor. But it took probably instead of uh, 
uh, 10 or 15 minutes to solve the problem. It took me 8, 9, 10, 11. It took me almost four hours instead of 10 minutes to solve the problem. It took me almost four hours to solve the problem. It doesn't matter what kind of problem it is. A problem is a problem. And, uh, but if I only had, listen, listen, there is experience and there is knowledge. I have knowledge and I also have experience. So sometimes people only have experience and they don't have knowledge. And what I mean by that is they have, uh, they, the experience that they have, the knowledge is inside of the experience, okay? Uh, other people, they have knowledge, but they have no experience. They have lots of knowledge. Uh, CU, Boulder, all of Boulder's filled with a massive amount of knowledge, but very little experience. When people come into the body of Christ as a new believer in Christ, uh, they gain a little bit of knowledge and they think they know everything. Now they have no experience and they talk to me as if they're a, a big wig. They, they know it all and they are very skilled in uh, serving the Lord and they've only been saved six months to a year. I run into that. Or people who have been saved for a while, but they've never done anything with the Lord. They've never served the Lord at all. They've been saved for 30 years, but they've never nothing for the Lord, nothing. So therefore they have knowledge, but they have no experience, even though they've been saved for 30 years, for example. And so they come to me as if I don't know what I'm doing. Understand, I have knowledge, but I also have 50 years of experience, all right? So like for today, the reason I could solve my problem is not because I had knowledge. My knowledge would have ended in ruin today. I would have failed in my solving the problem. I would have failed, no question about it. Zero question about it. But because I had experience, I could deal with the waiting, I can deal with the patience, I can deal with the different dynamics that were involved, I can deal with different things that were going against me because I had experience, all right? So when you get around somebody with experience and has knowledge, you kind of want to be with them a little bit. Like I try to hang around, oh man, this wind. I try to hang around people who have that, oh man, sorry, that kind of knowledge and that kind of experience, experience and knowledge, not just knowledge. Uh, they become very big-headed and the knowledge actually destroys you. That's why I tell people, just don't get all the knowledge of God and memorize the Bible for and after, and you can repeat any Bible verse, but you have no experience. What that does is it topples you over because when problems hit, you can quote all the Bible verses you want, but you have no experience in the Word of God. And what I mean, you have no experience in applying the Word of God. Oh, man. It's like down there. Anyway, looks like a problem happened over there, about a half mile down the road. But, and so that's why I challenge people to stop studying and reading and reading and reading and memorizing and memorizing and going to church and going to church and all these seminars and all these books and never applying that knowledge out in the field. It just is going to just hurt you in the long run. It will, it will, it will, it will. 
Now, I can't get people to stop gaining knowledge because when you gain knowledge, it makes you feel important. It gives you a feeling like, I got this. I know what I'm doing. But it's a false understanding. It's a false understanding. It's a false confidence. It's just, you know, and so that's why the true study book and the class is so important and why these sermons that I do on the street and, and this ministry is so important. That's why we are a street ministry that is building a church. You know, we're not a church that has a street ministry. Uh-uh. We're a street ministry that has a church. We're the other way around. A lot of churches are built and they have a division of a street ministry. Well, we don't have that. We have a street ministry that has a church. Man, is that ever windy? <laughs> and this is all about life. For example, in the trucking world, you know, after I was in the trucking world for 20 some odd years, I started, you know, probably 15 years, I started training a lot of truck drivers how to drive. New people wanted to train, you know, and I had many uh, compliments by the dispatchers and people said, oh, John's teaching them how to drive. Well, that guy, he'll, he'll be a good driver if John's teaching them, because John will teach them all the little bits and pieces and he'll go over all the details. And that's what I did. So I trained truck drivers and not many, just a few, but uh, you know, half a dozen, but they were really good at what they did because I gave them not just the knowledge, I gave them experience. See, that's, that's what's valuable to them, the experience. I put them to work and I stood beside them as they were working. And I would able to instruct them as they were working, learning to be a truck driver, a long haul trucker. And that was extremely valuable because most of the guys I taught came out of truck driving school. Well, truck driving school only does one thing, gives you the head knowledge to get a driver's license. That's it, basically. And how to put the truck in gear and point it down the road. But that's about all it does, all right? Because when I got, got a hold of them, they said, well, I didn't learn that, I didn't learn that, I didn't learn, whoa, man, I didn't learn anything, that's right. That's what happens when you go to Bible school or you go to a seminary school. You got all this head knowledge, but how do you apply it? How do you gain the experience? Just like in boot camp, another experience, a third experience. We spent three months in boot camp learning how to be soldiers, how to be sailors in wartime because Vietnam was going on, so we were trained for war. Everybody, uh, we had 90 people in our company, you know, thousands of people all over, but everybody was going to Vietnam. You get out of boot camp, you have a one or two week leave or whatever it was, and after your leave, uh, you go straight to Vietnam to relieve the crew and the other soldiers that were in Vietnam, right? And so nowadays, when you say you're in Vietnam, oh, the war was just about ended. Yeah, but we didn't know that. See, that's the problem with people with knowledge. They have the knowledge of when Vietnam ended, and they go, oh, well, it was ending. Well, we didn't know that, because it had already been going for like, what, 15 years? Who knows it was gonna end in two more years, you know? But on wartime, you just don't turn the switch off. So we were scared. My parents were scared because they would get letters. Six times they got letters when we were going to be, when I was going to be shipped over to Vietnam, you know, because they thought that the letter meant uh, he was dead. My son is dead because 58,000 of us died over there. So what's one more guy dying over there? 
just one more guy. And I, I would have been, you know, everybody was somebody's son or daughter, right? So, but when we, when the, the commander, that was one of his last companies, he was retiring right after we, he graduated us. That was his last kind of deal in the Navy. And he spent all of his life in the Navy. And he was, it was the, one of the greatest experiences of my life because he was teaching us life examples, what to do to survive the war and how to survive the war. And he, he was just so good in giving us the knowledge of his experience, not just the knowledge of how to be a sailor, but the experience and how to be a good sailor because I was in the Navy. And it was absolutely wonderful because I'd been on my own since I was 16 years old. So I didn't have parents trying to give me knowledge. I had to kind of grow up on my own from 16 to 18. Those two years, I didn't know. I was kind of like, uh, you know, 16 years old. It's pretty young. Think about all the 16-year-olds. Yeah, can you imagine them living on their own, having a full-time job, still having two years of high school left? Yeah, well, that was me, you know? And so one of the things he taught us is to stay open that when you get aboard your ship, everything you learned here will not apply. This is just a bunch of head knowledge to get you through boot camp. And so, lo and behold, lo and be I'm checking on my stuff. Lo and behold, after we got on board ship, he was absolutely exactly right. So I was prepared for the experience that I'd be gaining over the next little while, you know? And I'll give you the third experience. I'll give you all these experiences. So after about uh, two years in the Navy, uh, they decided to send me to navigation school. I was already a navigator for about a year and a half, almost two years. Only the first uh, two or three months I was not, I was a boatswain's mate. And then I went to the navigation department. And then another, you know, almost two years later, uh, they decided to send me to navigation school. And to me, it was just a holiday. I'd already been several cruises. I've been all over the world. I mean, I've done a lot of sailing, done a lot of navigating. I was kind of a salt, you'd call it. And uh, I was in this uh, down there in uh, Pensacola, Florida, in A school, uh, navigation quartermaster, and uh, also weather school. So I went to two schools down there. I was also trained in weather observation. And uh, it was really interesting to me because I had been on board ship now for almost two years, and it looked like it. <laughs> it looked like it. But all these other kids, they looked like kids to me. Uh, they just came out of boot camp, and they looked like they were 12 years old. <laughs> and I looked like I was 30 years old. It was really amazing. But everything the instructor taught, I already knew. I knew it all. It was nothing new to me. So it was just kind of fun to get that, you know, that schooling and that education. Uh, and it was good to kind of talk to all the new people. So the instructor was able, we were able to kind of talk to everybody because there was quite a few people, quite a few sailors in uh, A school. And uh, uh, it was just, because uh, uh, so we got a lot of questions. What about this? What about that? What about this? How's that? How's that? You know, we were able to give them experience, knowledge of our experience. Uh, it was really good. So. That's what I'm talking about, the difference between knowledge, knowledge and experience, okay? And uh, the reason I'm talking like this is because it's really hard to hold this Bible because it's so windy and I don't want to do a long sermon here. But let me just kind of go real quick here 
on verse 13. Uh, the title of our sermon is The Next Day. When you have a next day, you already know you have a first day. Like today, tomorrow's the next day. That's a Wednesday. So I have plans for next day. How do I know what's going to go on tomorrow? I know pretty much what's going to happen. I don't know everything, but because I have knowledge now, let's say for street ministry, I have about four and a half years of experience. I have uh, almost a thousand days on the street. I have uh, uh, three, uh, 3,700 hours of preaching on the streets corner. So I have a little bit of knowledge compared to somebody who has maybe an hour or two, but not as much as others who have 20 years and thousands and you know, maybe 10,000 hours of preaching. You know, I don't have that, but I will one day. But I have enough to know, I have enough to know what's gonna to happen tomorrow, sort of, you know, in my knowledge, right? I have the experience, no, the experience and knowledge. Yeah, so I'm getting a little confused there. But the knowledge, I know what the knowledge of what's gonna to happen tomorrow. So that's called the next day, all right? The next day. So let's, 13 says, then we went before, is that what I'm, am I in the right place? Yeah, 13. And we went before to ship and sailed unto Assos, there intended to take in Paul, for so had he appointed, uh, appointed, the appointment. Remember I talked about yesterday. He had all these days and tomorrow we're gonna do this and, the, and, the, and we're gonna do this today and the seven days here and the five days here and this day. So he was operating on appointments, on schedule. It says right here on appointment. They were on an appointment. Sailing ships just don't sail. Whenever we get there, we get there. There's a approximation of, the, of landing the ship because most ships have cargo. And cargo means there's a receiver on the other end. So that receiver, even during Paul's time, are expecting the ship to arrive at a certain time, right? Yeah, based on the weather and based on the currents and they kind of have an idea about when to expect, right? So there's an appointed time, right? He appointed, minding himself to go afoot. And when, uh, uh, verse 14, and when he met with us at Assos, uh, we took him in and came to uh, Meleni. And we sailed thence and came the next day over against Chios. And the next day we arrived at Samos and tarried at Troagulium. And the next day we came to Miltus. For 16. For Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus because he would not spend the time in Asia. For he had hasted, if it were possible for him, to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost. So. He had appointment times. He was destined, he wanted, he was purposing in his spirit to be in Jerusalem during Pentecost. He wanted to be there. Now they were celebrating the day the Holy Ghost came into Jerusalem to the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, that day, the Pentecost, we started preaching out of Acts on the day of Pentecost, right? Pentecost is 50, so it's the 50th day since the crucifixion of Christ and 10 days after the uh, resurrection of Christ. No, the ascension of Christ. The ascension, the 10 days later, was the 50th day, and that's when the Holy Ghost came. Something like that. And if I'm off a little bit, you don't need to uh, critique me. It's okay, you're not gonna lose your salvation over it, okay? <laughs> you know? I mean, search the scriptures for yourself. Just don't take it for what I'm saying bluntly. Oh, John said that must be true. No, man. But uh, anyways, 
So uh, the next day, all right, the next day. When you, you can say the next day when you have experience. You can do that, all right? You can do that. I know the next day, which will be Wednesday, my next day, this is Tuesday, the next day will be Wednesday, and Wednesday we're gonna have church. Now this is all based on the Lord Terry. We know that the Lord come, can come back today, right? We watch and we pray, right? Pray that our flight be not in winter. We don't know when that uh, affliction is gonna start, that tribulation period that has to be cut short, otherwise there'd be no flesh left, that called winter, that Jesus called it winter. So we know that winter is coming, just like here. This is autumn. All the leaves are turning colors and the leaves are coming off the tree with the wind blowing the, see everything works together. The wind is preparing the trees for winter, right? So the, winter, the trees will go into hibernation. Those type of trees will go into hibernation. And those who are, uh, like I've been preparing myself for winter, looking around, make sure I'm ready for winter because I preach in the winter time and uh, seasonal speaking. But we also have to get ready for the winter spiritually, all right? Yeah, be ready. What does it say here? Uh, Jesus will return, be ready. Revelation 22, 6 through 21, I'm not sure, right? Be ready, be ready, let's pray. Lord, help us to get ready. And those who don't wanna get ready, I pray, Lord, that you, I pray that you do something to kind of shake them up, to wake them up, and so they can see around that uh, loving the world is not gonna get them ready. Uh, building a wonderful career is not gonna get them ready. Getting ready is all about the spirit, and uh, we can have the career, but spiritually we have to be ready. And uh, we thank you, Lord, that you're helping us to get ready. We seek that ability, that experience of getting us ready. And we thank you, Lord Jesus. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So tomorrow's Wednesday. Uh, where am I going to be on Wednesday? Oh, up there. Up by, uh, let's see, the university's right over there. So Broadway is way over there by the mountains. And I'll be on Broadway and um, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, Broadway. Right through there, someplace in that area. I'm thinking about walking down a little bit further to, uh, I just don't know yet. But I'm going to be over there. And then church tomorrow. And 7 o'clock tomorrow morning is our class. And then uh, I get ready and do a lot of work. And then I go preach. I come back. I do the video. I do a bunch of work at home. And then I go to church. And I stay there till about 9, 9.30. I get home around 10 o'clock. And I work for another hour or two. I get a very short sleep. And I wake up. And I uh, do my class at 7 o'clock again. <laughs> and I just keep working for the Lord. So God bless you, man. I love you very much. Sorry it's such a quick video and a noisy one at that. I love you, man. You take care, all right? Bye-bye.